Hello and welcome to Podcast from the Past. I'm Ayn. And I'm Nevaeh, the best person alive. <laughs> and this week's episode is dedicated to the first single chapters of JBJ, a.k.a. Jean Valjean. And we'll do a preview of some of the most important scenes in each chapter. Then a special someone will be interviewed. And then we discuss a very few topics connected to the, those first five chapters. Right after that comes our predictions and the predictions of the audience to end the episode. So first, we get introduced to Jean. The main, the main man <laughs> of this book, he's super poor and takes care of his nieces and nephews on the streets. Mm-hmm. Then he loses his job and steals bread for the kids, but gets caught and sent to jail. Very, very responsible. The sentence turns from five years to 19 because he kept trying to escape jail early. Once he's finally away from what's practically been torture, however, he gets ripped off twice in payment only because he's a jailbird. Jean looks around town for places to stay, but is always kicked out because he's got a record. Until he meets a nice nun, and she points him to the bishop's home at the end of chapter 2. Chapter 3 has the backstory of that bishop, and we learn he's actually a simple, humble, kind soul. who gave everything the town gave him, and only lives in a home near the cathedral instead of the bishop's palace, as what people would uh, expect. Jean knocks on his door a chapter later, and Bishop Bienvenu, the man's Elias, lets him in. Jean steals his silver spoons in return, the only rich thing the bishop owns because they're heirlooms. He gets caught by the police concerning a big man suddenly running away from the the direction of the bishop's house, doesn't look suspicious at all, and (laughs) is taken back to to Bishop Bienvenu so the police can know his name and take him to jail. Instead of giving him to the officers, though, Bibi, Bishop Bienvenu, tells the man he gave the spoons to Jean and the ex-convict is free. Then, he also gives him more of his family heirlooms, which is two silver candlesticks, saying, With this silver, I buy your soul today. I buy it for God and good. Remember, Jean, you do not belong to the devil any longer. You belong to God. I have paid for you in full silver. Jean leaves and immediately steals from a small boy named Javet because he's not reached his all-time low just yet. He tries giving back the 40 francs, but of course, Gervais has common sense and runs from the big scary man, yelling at him to come back. Jean loses him in the forest, obviously, and there's a bit of hint that at Jean, Jean's future because it says that Jean never passes by any poor boy from then on without paying nearly a hundred times what he stole. Then He then returns, takes a bath in the river, rubbing white sand all over himself, and changes his clothes into cleaner ones. Some, symboli- some symbolism of baptism is written there. Latest chapter ends with Jean under the bishop's window, looking at the sky, praying to God. His path of changing has begun. Wow. <laughs> okay, doke. Now we're here to interview Mr. Bienvenu Bishop, Bishop Bienvenu, and we have a few questions for you. Would you like to answer them? All right, fire away. Fire away. <laughs> nice choice of words. Were you, why were you so generous after you were made bishop? I'm generous because what I give, it's not really mine. It's all handed to me when I become bishop, and I know I can give back to the community in that way. I don't need a palace to live in. I'm just one guy. I need a small little house, and I'm happy to give my what used to be my house and turn it into a hospital to help the sick and the poor. He's the real MVP. <laughs> Why would you let a very dangerous ex-convict into your own home? You know, I let him in because I have faith. I'm, I saw that he was a soul that was lost and in need. 
So I kind of made this decision mentally that I can either let him go about his business and not let him in, let him, let him perhaps cause more havoc in the world, or I can bring him into my home and try to help him. Oh my gosh, so sweet. Okay, so why would you give him your candlesticks after he stole your spoons? Those are the only rich things you have. They're heirlooms. Well, I knew that he belonged to the devil at that point. So I decided the only way I could bring him back to God is to buy his soul, really, and that's what I did. I paid with it in silver. That's I knew that's what I had to do. Okay, interesting. Thanks. Wow, that's amazing. Clap for the bishop. Wow, what a great interview with the bishop, Benvenu. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. What would you do if you were in the bishop's... Um, shoes on? I'm greedy, alright, okay. So, uh, no silver spoons would be mine. I, would, I wouldn't I would rat him out to the police, like what Bishop Bienvenu did. He didn't rat him out either. But, uh, giving away my candlesticks too? Nah, I don't think I'd be that nice. If I was him, I think I would let him off. Like, I'd let him not go to jail. But I wouldn't give him all the spoons and the candlesticks. I maybe give him, like, a few spoons. Yeah. But so I still had some, but then, like, also sharing, you know? <laughs> exactly. sharing's caring. Like, I don't... Where were those heirlooms from? Like, how long did Bishop Bavino have those? Like, they could have been from his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, for all we know. And like, he why just would he gave them away? away? <laughs> yeah. He gave them away after one man. That's insane. Yeah, honestly, I... If I was bishop, I wouldn't have given him my house, but I would also still contribute to the community. <laughs> but I also wouldn't give up a mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's so true. Yeah. Another important thing to discuss, what would be pretty fascinating to say, is why did Jean get ripped off so many times? I think back then, like, they were, like, pretty dramatic. And, like, they're like, oh, my gosh, he's been to jail, like, for stealing bread, that automatically means he's very dangerous <laughs> and he doesn't deserve equal pay because, you know, he's just obviously not a real person if he's been in jail. Yeah, like, all these convicts are trying to be buddy-buddy with him, I suppose, but then the guards are all jailbird, jailbird. Like, they say jailbird so many times to him. I was furious. It like, was infuriating. He literally stole some bread, guys. Calm down. It's just bread now. Come on. And on his passport where it says he's very dangerous... How is he dangerous? He's like, <laughs> the only thing he's done is try to escape prison, which I know, like, he could have injured guards while doing that, but I doubt he did. Also, he stole bread. And, like, that that's not very dangerous. Like, ah, I stole some bread. Only dangerous thing about that is if the guard arresting him was, like, gluten-free and actually <laughs> ate some. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but then again, he also is a very large man now that he's out of prison because that's all he could do was exercise. Yeah. They use him as, like, a lifting mechanism for cars nowadays. He just lifted things a bunch. So he's kind of scary. Like, I can understand that. Yeah. But he also is, like, he's kind of, he seems kind of sweet, like, deep down. If he hadn't got ruined in prison, I think he could have actually been a really nice guy. Yeah, like, he kept something about his nieces and nephews. That's pretty nice. But the thing is, okay, the thing is about the whole going to jail for 19 years uh he doesn't deserve the 19 years i think we all know that but um seriously he had five years at first it's his own fault that he got 19 years yeah that is true but then again why do you get five years for stealing bread like maybe like five months no because 
I suppose bread was really, really important back then because, you know, they're in the poorer side of Paris, I'd assume. And, um, well, he also broke into the bakery. So oh, that's maybe true. that's got a little point in there. That is true. But the thing with the 19 years again, if he just stayed in prison for a little while longer, he could have been out in a snap. He could have avoided the extra 14 years. <laughs> exactly. Gosh, like, was it just that bad? Like, like, I mean, he had one chain of a little cannonball-ish thing. Very, very heavy metal ball attached to his ankle. And then he gets two because he just wouldn't stop trying to bust out. I mean, honestly, if I was the guards, I would have done the same thing. Because, like, dude, just ha- serve your five years and get out. <laughs> it's like that, like that ant during a picnic, you know? You're in a picnic with your family. You see an ant, you give it a little bit of something, it goes away, and then it comes back. Like, it's like Jean trying to come back outside again and again and again. Like, they know his sentence is going to end in a while, but they're forced to give him more because he just won't stop trying to escape. Yeah. Honestly, if I was Jean, I wouldn't have tried to escape so many times. I would have tried to get my five years done, and then I would have went out and been with my fam. And maybe he wouldn't have been ripped off as much if he had just Uh stayed in for his five years. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, he wouldn't be called a dangerous person, I suppose, if he just didn't stop trying to escape. Yeah. But I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I would never survive more than a second in prison. I would just start crying the first day and never stop. Same. I would also just cry for five years straight. And then I'd get out and be like, oh. (laughs) Time to stop crying. (laughs) So now some predictions. My prediction is that sometime in the future, he's going to be um, like on the richer side because in the book, it says mm. that he gives at least 10 times or up to 100 times more to poor boys that he sees after he yeah. stole the 40 whatever francs. Fr- 40 <laughs> francs from the little boy. So he's obviously got to have money at some point. Mm, but, but what if it's like, if it's more stealing? I'm not that sure, but... would be bad. Yeah, but... He wouldn't learn. Yeah, okay. I know it's trying to point to him changing, but the thing with the criminals... I'm trying not to sound too bad here. They don't change in a snap. Like, even if it's years and years in the future, I'm not sure how long it's going to be until Jean finally gets rid of the last of his uh, temptations to yeah. take. Because he had just been, like, the bishop just bought his soul and gave it to God. And the first thing he does is steal from a little boy. So it honestly could be true that he is stealing the money. Because temptations when you're a criminal are very, like, hard to resist. Uh Uh-huh. Even when you're just, like, a normal person. Anti-heroes. He could be, yes, he could be giving the money to poor boys. But he could also be stealing from richer people. Like, you know, Robin Hood? Yeah, he could be, like, the next Robin Hood. (laughs) Robin Hood. Jean Valjean. One and the same. Okay, and that's the end of this episode. In this episode, we talked about a preview, we did an interview, we had some discussions, some predictions, and we did a recap. That's all for this week. This is the end of Podcast from the Past with Nevaeh and Ayn. Bye!